Our first reading this morning comes to us from the book of 1 Samuel. According to the biblical account, Hannah sang her song when she presented Samuel to Eli the priest. From 1 Samuel chapter 2, beginning with the first verse, Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. Nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty man are broken, and those who stumbled are girded with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread. And the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven. And she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He breaks down to the, brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. That is our first reading. Our second reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Paul exhorts the church about its calling to live the whole life as a response to God summons, while maintaining the unity in the Spirit. This is a common calling for every believer, regardless of rank or ability, focusing on one common Lord, that is, in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. That is our second reading. Our gospel lesson this morning is from the book of Luke, the 14th chapter. This is where Jesus is at a Pharisee's house. We'll read starting at the first verse. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him out on his way. Then he asked him, 
If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? Again, they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of our Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. This morning I want to talk about Hannah. It's in our first reading for today. The account of Hannah and Samuel is recorded in 1 Samuel chapters 1 and 2. Hannah was one of two wives of a Jewish man. The other wife had children. Hannah was unable to have children. The Bible's account of Hannah starts before Samuel was born. One year, Hannah traveled to Shiloh, where the tabernacle was. At the entrance of the tabernacle, she prayed for a child. She made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if only you look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. Now the priest Eli saw Hannah was praying intensely and silently, and he actually thought that she was intoxicated. And he rebuked her. But then Hannah explained why she was praying. And then Eli Eli had a change in heart. He blessed her and asked God to grant her request. She returned home and then was able to conceive. And Hannah bore a son and named him Samuel, which means I have asked for him from the Lord. Thus Samuel was born. Once Samuel was weaned, traditionally between the ages of two and five, Hannah and Samuel traveled to Shiloh, taking a sacrifice with them. After the sacrifice was offered, Hannah presented the young Samuel to Eli, saying, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord, for his whole life will be given over to the Lord. She basically gives him up to the Lord. You can imagine her troubling times. One of two wives, one has kids. She's trying to have kids and 
not able to do it. So this is where prayer comes into the play, into the picture. You notice in her reading, she prays earnestly to the Lord. She prays with everything she has. She prays with emotion. She wants a child. A lot of adversity in her life. But she is persistent in her prayer. Hannah knew where to take her problems. Of course, that comes back to us. Do we know where we take our problems to? Do we take them to family members? Do we take them to friends? Do we talk about it at work? Do we talk about it you know, wherever, in the, wherever we might be meeting at, at the coffee shop? No. She took her problems straight to God. That's where we also need to do. We also need to take our problems to God. Because He's the one that can change things for us. I can tell you that those people that you may sit around at the coffee table or at work or at school, wherever the case might be, they are not going to be able to cure you of what's going on in your life. But God can. And Hannah knew that. She knew that God would grant her request. But it takes time. There is a timing issue involved. There's our time, and there's God's time. And God has everything lined up as to how it's going to get done and when it's going to get done. Actually, a key verse in the chapter says that the Lord had closed her womb. The reason God had done that was because everything had to be timed up perfectly in Scripture. Everything had to be done perfectly throughout time. Samuel needed to be born at a crucial time in history. Not sooner, not later, but at a specific time. In her brokenness and pain, Hannah trusted God's power and ability to work on her behalf. Says, And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. She trusted that God was able to do this miracle, which she had asked for. She knew that he was the only one that could hear her prayer and bring an answer to her longing. Hannah was a woman of great prayer. As we read the prayer this morning, she's intense. She wants a child so bad, and she will actually give him up to the Lord if she could just have that prayer. She believed God would do what he said he would do. Then she went on her way and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. She knew something was going to happen. She was no longer sad in the face. She went away happier. 
So in the course of time, Hannah conceived and she did give birth to a son, naming him Samuel, because I asked the Lord for him. She was, you can imagine how excited she is. How excited we are when our prayers are answered. When we pray to God and earnestly and strongly and with emotion and conviction and persistence pray to God. Hannah was faithful and strong to uphold her end of the prayer as a commitment to God's plan and sovereignty. Now, she could have, when Samuel was born, changed her mind. She could have said, I, I, want, I don't want to give him up. I want to keep him for myself now. And it'd be pretty easy to do. This is your flesh and blood. This is your child, your firstborn. But she realized what was yet to come. She knew that I made a promise. I'm going to keep that promise. I will turn Samuel over to God. But God would not leave it at that. In her prayer, in her time of moments, she later bore five more children. She was blessed with children. She was no longer the second woman of this marriage to be uh, childless. She was now going to have five children, six altogether. Her emotions, you can imagine, each child being born, but yet the first one was so special. I believe that she actually gave Sammy up when he was age three. Took him to the temple where he was raised. And look at the long history of Samuel. How everything transpired. How God made him a ruler. How God blessed him over time. Samuel proved to be one of the great instrumental people in the Bible. Samuel had to be born at a specific point in time. Thus, in our prayers, and when we worship and praise God as well, it may not be answered today. It may not be answered on our time frame. But when you pray and you go away, don't be downcast, but say, yes, Lord, you will grant this request. I know you will. Because I have faith in you. I believe in you. Hannah gave praise for the way he had it worked out. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Hmm. The rock. Jesus is our rock. He's not the sand. He is the rock. He is the solid foundation of our lives each and every day. 
As long as we keep God first in our lives, throughout every day in our lives, God will continue to bless us. But remember, everything is on his time. We need to trust in him as Hannah did. Hannah trusted God with everything she had, prayed and prayed and prayed. And we have to be persistent in prayer as well. Be persistent. Don't give up. Surrender our all before God. Come before the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all of your strength. And remember God's faithfulness. As Hannah prays to God, she gives him thanks, remembers his faithfulness. 1 Samuel 2, 2 states, There is no one holy like the Lord, no one besides you. God is holy. God is awesome. Speak victory in our lives, despite the opposition. You know, the opposition is out there trying to whip everything up, trying to mess everything up. He's like a lion looking for people to devour. But he's the oppressor. He's the opposition. We have somebody on our side. And that person is God through Jesus Christ. Jesus came down here to be their great teacher. He talked, he talked to the apostles, taught them, tried emphasizing to the Pharisees and scribes what they were doing. They didn't like what Jesus was talking about. Sometimes it hits right at home. But Jesus had to come down and do that for every one of us here today. So we can have the promise of everlasting life. Through prayer, through faith, through forgiveness, we have victory in Jesus Christ. Hannah's story is a powerful one of strength, of courage, of persistence, of prayer, of unwavering commitment to seek God's face. She faced challenging circumstances and yet she did not give up. She felt discouraged and angry with God at times, but despite those challenges, she continued to pray and give him thanks and ask for what she wanted. She prayed when she was unsure if she would ever have children, but yet God blessed her with the son and five more. Isn't that a great story in our lives, in our Bible, talking about a person and that speaks to us directly. And Mabel this morning when she came in, I think I talked about her shirt that she had purchased. It says thankful on it. We should all be thankful for what we have in our lives. And I mean seriously thankful. We have been blessed with so much. We've been given so much. And we take it for granted sometimes. No, don't take it for granted. It's a gift from God. Remember where it comes from. <laughs> it's like I heard the story about this guy. He, was, he fell off the cliff. And he was asking God for a soft landing. 
And as he was falling, he happened to grab onto a branch and he was saved. And he says, oh, never mind, God, I got it. Where is credit due? Where did that branch come from? You give God glory and praise and honor. We might think of something and it might happen and it's like God is talking to you. Even in my thoughts and my own prayers and, and in my own conviction in life, I wonder what direction am I going? How is God directing me? And I'm thinking back. This morning, I was thinking all the way back to St. Paul's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mound City, where I was raised and where I grew up and where I was confirmed. And going through history of my own being to where I'm at here today, preaching about the Word of God, preaching about the Gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. It had to start from somewhere. Like many of us, it started from us when we were kids. When our pastors, our parents took us to Sunday school. When our parents took us to confirmation. When our parents instilled that faith in us to attend church and to believe in God. Our Sunday school teachers. They were so important in our lives. Have we thanked them? Are we thankful for them as well? We should be. Think about your life, where you have gone and where you are going to. Isn't God great? He's laid it all out for you. He's made this path, this journey. I actually invite you to go home today and write down your journey, your life's journey, where you started from and where you're going, where you've been, how you got to where you are at here today. Look how God has worked in your life through many ages. How God has influenced you. You, maybe your parents or somebody in your life. Hannah knew where to take her issues to straight to God. When we look at our life story, who's the center point in our lives but God? God was here. God was here. God was there. God is here. He was here. He is everywhere in our own personal story. Be thankful and give him praise. Pray to him. Communicate with God. That's all he asks. He's not asking for much. He's just only asking for our love. He's asking for our hearts. He's asking us to bless other people as he has blessed us. We say in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others who have trespassed against us. Remember the words that we say and how we react to them. Life is great. We live in a country where we live in the land of the free. But don't allow that freedom to get in the way of what God stands for. And I think in many parts of our country today, we are struggling. 
with that lack of focus. They may have a personal life history that they can jot down, but there's something important missing, and that is God. They wonder why there are issues where there is chaos. Why? Because along their life's journey, they have missed God coming into their story. God is the author. God is the creator. God created everything for us. And like Hannah, let us earnestly pray to God with everything we have. Give him the glory, the thanks, the love. Thank you, God, for who we are here at our church those who are not able to be with us today. And God, send your spirit out to everybody out there that needs to hear about you, that they too may get on their knees and pray for deliverance. Amen. May the grace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.